Hey folks, welcome back. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 140. 140. Happy Halloween. Goblins. Ghouls. Saints. 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 Hey everybody, welcome back. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 140. It is the election episode, dude. Midterms. It's our Halloween election episode. Because it right. is super ghouly. It's it's super ghouly. Oh my god! Pipe bombs. What do you got? Yeah, pipe bombs. I don't know why you got to bring up a pipe bomb, right? Oh, the pipe bombs they got sent around. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they had they you had got a, some scary ass shit happening. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, there is some scary ass shit happening. Yeah, you know, I, I'll say that like, uh, you know, now uh, this is the way that our country works: is that um, anytime the left responds the same way with the same if there's some crazy left person who does an act of terrorism, it's as though 10,000 acts of terrorism have been done by the left. Sure. And the right begins behaving like they don't have the world record on the ratio of right-wing acts of terrorism versus left-wing. Do you remember those guys so who like took a place, over that a place camp? got firebombed when nobody yeah. was there yeah. in North Carolina, which is not excusing any of that. Sure. I hope the police catch that person and, because that's clearly a psychopath that needs to be stopped. And the guy who shot Steve Scalise as well, who right. purportedly was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Um, you know, that, that's what you have. Two to about 170, right, incidents of right-wing violence. I mean, that, that's the disparity. And uh, in media, the false equivocation is so crazy that yeah. you would think that those two acts were, you know, no. were equivalent to 10,000 You just acts. have to remember, Jeff, there's good people on both sides. Yeah, that's Spencer's back, keeping. everybody. Even when, yes, yeah, Spencer's <laughs> back, ladies and Welcome gentlemen. Welcome back, Spence. Thanks, guys. Glad to be back. Yeah. So Spencer's back. We have some. Housekeeping. I'm gonna be rocking the Echo a lot we on some, our Halloween. Dude, we episode. have some yeah. Echo. We have scary. some housekeeping. We have some housekeeping. Yeah, we do have some housekeeping. We're gonna talk politics. We're gonna talk a little bit of sports, and we're gonna talk. Little Saints, probably. And we're gonna talk a little bit about. Oh, we gotta talk about the Pels as well. Sure, we're gonna talk about the Pels, but yeah, we got a little housekeeping to do. Jeff. And Joel and Spencer, we have a show, and we don't have a producer <laughs> booker. We don't have a talent person, right? If you're listening to the show, you're already aware of the fact that, that we have the, a show. We're the ones that exist. That's right. And that we talk into microphones. <laughs> and we appreciate you guys listening. However, uh, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, yeah, you really were I listening went, to that Spider-Man, Spider-Man thing. podcast. Sure did. Wow. And um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we fuck up, Jeff. Or, sorry, save me. Sometimes I fuck up. Well, we don't, we don't always know who we're getting. Uh, you know, it's we, a rigmarole. We don't. It's a rigmarole. Look, we have... Like, at the last minute sometimes, I'm like, yo, off the street, come on the podcast. Yeah, it yeah, 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 it happens. Oh, it. we should not admit that. <laughs> we too, too just late. did. We just did. So Damn it's it, too late. Anyway, look. Here's the thing. Um, uh, and if if people are wondering, you know, we're speaking a little bit vaguely about some stuff. But I just want to say let's this: don't, that, let's uh, don't be vague. Jeff, okay, if you're cool with that. Look, we had a we had a guest on um, who had some political opinions that were a little bit different than us. We were both on the left, uh, but this was like a super Bernie hardcore type person. And anybody who knows. 
uh, Joel and I know, I, Spencer I can't speak for as much uh, because we were waiting for a clarification of his position uh, thus far, but, uh, <laughs> which we'll get in writing before you know it. But anyway. But <laughs> point, You'll point, never find out. Exactly. You'll never know it. Well, there's a big <laughs> elephant in the room right now. But, but what I can say is this, is that Joel and I, of course, like any sane, sensible people in this country um, wanting to support progressive causes, but also being pragmatic, knowing that in the 2016 election, that when Bernie Sanders lost fair and square in the primary, that the best thing to do was then to turn your attention to Trump and to stop what clearly was an emerging uh, fascist candidate who was speaking the language of fascism. And that obviously became the priority. But however, unfortunately, for our friends of the hardcore Bernie left, I say that because that excuses a lot of people who were Bernie supporters who came around and had the pragmatic sure. conclusion rational, that, that rational adult adult human realization beings. afterward that like the best thing that we can do right now is not to focus on the many faults of Hillary Clinton, the the corporate Democrat uh, vision of Hillary Clinton, the idea that nobody wants the Clintons to come back anyway. Um, and that everybody's tired of this like incessant uh, pool of baby boomers who seem to never fucking die like zombies, and uh, and we're dealing with one of those right now as right. president, as a matter of fact, <laughs> in his own way. Um, and and but all that being said, that Hillary Clinton obviously represented the better choice and that the best thing that you can do is to And she adopted Bernie's platform. And she adopted Bernie's platform and that the best and the Bernie people became very angry about that because they were uh, many of them were convinced by Russian troll farms that Bernie Sanders was uh, cheated out of the primary. And and this guest that we had on made uh, an incorrect factual assertion that I want to correct on the record right now. Yes. And he said, and, and this is the other thing, is that the way we run our podcast, we don't have like a fact sheet of, We're you not. know, like what, the, what, what happened during the 2016 election in front of us so that we can fact check like something that a and guest We're not a hot says take right show. Away. But we're I have to say, show. that's there right. No, that. we're not because we don't have a, we don't, we have a producer, but our producer doesn't fulfill those not, responsibilities. Well, not just, not just that. We don't have that. the, okay. we don't have any money to do that. Okay, but forget about you that know? for a second. Okay. I like okay. to think, I'm sorry, yeah. Jeff. No, go ahead. Go but, ahead. But I, like, I do what I, I'm paid for. I like yeah, to think. Exactly. <laughs> I like to think. Spencer does everything that we pay him to do. Exactly. But I like to think that we curate our guests and we're not an argumentative hot take show. You know? So if, God bless you guys who actually download and listen to this shit on your commute. A lot of people do. And thank you for doing that. And I kind of feel like, wow, you're going to... I feel like we have a responsibility to the people listening to the show. Yeah, um, yeah. To not have some jackass on who uh, we didn't vet properly. You know? And and because we're not an argumentative show. We're, we're more like a curatorial show. It's more like... You know, so, so going forward... A point I mean, of view yeah. sort of... Look, it's a shoot the shit show. We want to shoot the shit shit with people, and we want to talk about the things that are uh, relevant to New Orleans that are interesting, and and that's what we wanted to do. But you know, it as when when we got off of that show, there were things that were said that we felt like we had to correct, 
and especially me. And so, like, I went on. I immediately sure. went online to check, and one of the things that was said was that um, was that burn, one of one of the main conspiracy theories that hardcore Bernie people latch onto is the idea that um, you know the information that was distilled through the Russian troll farms and then redistilled through Wikipedia for maximum harmful impact to Hillary Clinton's campaign um, was the most damning stuff that you could find. So it was very easy for people who are hardcore burning people to come up with these conspiracy theories about the Democratic National Committee and about how uh, they were out to get Bernie Sanders, which I'm just going to say it straight up, they were, because that's how uh, party politics work. Spencer, if you went and walked into like uh, the Democratic Party uh, of New Orleans and you said, I want to run as a candidate in a primary and I've been an independent my whole life and even though I've caucused with you, I, wanna, I now want to be a Democrat because I want to I enjoy all the fruits of, of the Democratic political party machine um, and I want you to be absolutely fair to me even though uh, I've never participated in a single Democratic meeting outside of caucusing with you, and you have to give me that fairly and without any bias or prejudice whatsoever in, in party politics. I would say that you're the most naive person in the world because anybody who's spent any time, even in a single meeting of any Democrat or Republican party or gone to a neighborhood meeting or whatever the case may be, knows that if you come in kicking in the door as an outsider that you're going to have to fight an uphill battle to get those people to be on your side right and you and you only have to look to barack obama to ask him in 2008 the same question because the candidate of choice for the democratic party in 2008 was also hillary rodham clinton in 2008 the outsider candidate at the beginning of that was Barack Obama. But what Barack Obama was able to do was to join a massive coalition of people together and put together a grassroots uh, campaign that was that was born out of a lot of different disparate things, totally. including Howard Dean's campaign way back when, which yeah. was which was really yeah exactly the original the original raised small donation campaign on the internet came from the Howard Dean campaign. But also back in the day when you could lose your shit on television and like ruin your campaign. When, yeah, exactly. Which, By just making the angry face. Well, look, you can... Which is what Spencer... You still and can, then we're gonna take the White House! <laughs> and that's how it went down. Back then, you could actually like not be a valid candidate. Yeah, you could. You didn't have to say I'm going to grab her by the. Well, Joel, you, Joel, you, you can be just like you can be out. a not valid candidate on the left still by doing that. Totally, you know, still. Yeah, yeah. Like, in like, fact, no. I mean, look at Al Franken. Like, like of all of all the Me Too things that happened, how the about Al Franken uh, thing? Was, Elizabeth Warren. The Al Franken thing was like the thing that you could maybe discuss where it's That's like. Right. It was within the realm of comedy, and the woman that came forward it like clearly was being paid by some right-wing people sure. to do that because she appeared on Fox News, and it was a retaliate. Sure. It it just felt like it had that, and but you know he did speaking the right of, thing and he resigned. Speaking of false uh, equivalency, false equivalency, Thanks. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's yeah. not. Yeah, it goes the other way. Okay. In our all right, all right, against our favor. So look, look, let me get back to my original point. Yeah, it's this that our guest said that. Um, one of the conspiracy theories that hardcore burners believe is that uh, 
non-open primaries uh, were the reason why uh, Bernie Sanders lost the primary. And that Bernie Sanders kicked Hillary Rodham Clinton's ass in open primaries. And our guest said that Bernie Sanders won every open primary. Every open primary. It's just incorrect. Bernie Sanders did not win every open primary. In fact, he got his ass kicked. That's right. In the open primaries, Hillary Rodham Clinton won the states with open primaries by a two-to-one margin. Period. That's good. That's that's just fact. That's it. So, and Bernie Sanders won some states that were pro Bernie Sanders that didn't have open primaries that had only primaries that can be. Uh, only Democrats, can only vote. Democrats can vote and only Republicans can vote in the primary. Independents can't vote. That's part of the price of, poli- of party politics. And then what, what evolved out of that is a greater conspiracy theory that somehow the Democratic National Committee has control individually over how states conduct their primaries, which, of course, is totally, completely untrue. Every state... Uh, Democratic and Republican committee is free to decide how it is that they conduct those elections, whether it's going to be open or right. whether it's going to be. Open. And look, even going back, if you if you go into the history of primaries, primaries used to not even be open to the public. Like they used to be purely decided by delegates who went to these conventions. Like that's how we decided up until the 1960s. That's in right. some exactly. in some instances, how we got candidates for president of the United States. No actual people didn't get to vote on that. I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think about how undemocratic. And people don't realize that. Pri- that. And people don't and, realize that. And and, that and that's gets, why they freaked out. And that's why right? pe- people they, that's why they freaked out. That's why people like you know, they freaked out because of a of naivete. That's right. Because they've poli- never been because, in the system before. Because of political they neophy- haven't really, neophytism. They haven't really ever voted before. They didn't take basic social No, studies. they voted. These are people that know, have they, voted. They didn't pay attention to social studies no, classes, but, is all I'm saying. But what happened is that is that their disappointment with going in a perceived backward direction after Obama and misogyny and and all those Russian things. troll farms, all that stuff all those combined perfect to make storm. perfect storm for this Bernie cultism thing that, that evolved where a bunch of people were like, we need to move everything to the fucking hard left. And what's happening now is, and it's happened since like 2000, since Nader has run, is that the, the basic thing, message that I have for those people is this, is that you weren't organized on the local level, okay? So you can you can piss in everybody's Cheerios all you want, but the fact remains that all these people that you're now denigrating with this new pejorative corporate Democrat, this is to my hardcore Bernie friends on the left, um, are people who've been out there organizing and working uh, on the grassroots level, getting out there and stumping for candidates on the local level for forever. Right. So my point to you would be this, is that if, if you guys are going to toss a freaking monkey wrench into razor-thin elections when we're f- staring down a fascist, you know, and we're looking at stuff that has... Supreme Court. And this, I know, then just, then just look at the just, fucking Supreme just, Court and try to prioritize... Stop it. Just try to prioritize The whole nine yards. But let me put it to stop you this it. way. If you think that Ocasio-Cortez and her victory is a great thing... And it's a great victory for organizing on the grassroots level for progressivism, and it is. It is. Then fucking do it all over the country. 
All right, but, but you can't you can't but don't sit there vote for Jill Stein and and go and fascist vote for is gonna get yeah. two fucking Republicans. Not only that, uh, but Scotus. God damn nominees. And, hey, and hey, let me let me see, let me just say something to that. Oh, go ahead. Spencer. Left field argument though. Yes. Maybe it's the electoral field college argument. Maybe we should just get rid of the electoral college because most of the people in this country did not vote for Bur for Trump. No, exactly three by three million vote margin, and and I think everybody on the left agrees with that, and nobody on the right agrees with that. Yeah, because, because we've lost two presidencies because of it. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Can I um can I break up the pod for a quick second? Yeah, yeah. Like like maybe cut it in half. I have a we call you segment. Okay. And I know I'm completely bomb rushing you guys on this, but um, my best friend growing up, Steve Mexen. He was a kid, and look, man, this is a kid. I don't know where he lies politically or whatever, but he was like the dude I played like you know touch football with, Carolina rules on the street, and we built ramps and did dangerous shit for mm -hmm. twelve straight years. Right, you know. Right. His son has a podcast, and I'm gonna call his son right now so we can plug it. And I know I'm completely rum rushing you guys with this, but I think this could be interesting. <laughs> Josh is like 14 or 15 or something. And, and, and Steve, who has never listened to one of our podcasts because uh -huh. people don't listen to po a lot of people are just like, what's a pod fart? You know what I mean? But his son started one and I listened to the very first episode and it's kind of pretty good. His episode, his podcast is good. Like they have a rapport kind of similar to like what we have going on. All right, are you calling? Yeah, I'm calling him shit. All right. See how this goes. How's this mic? Is this hot? Hey, Joe. Hey, Josh. What's happening, dude? What's up? How are you? You are on our podcast. Doing good. All right. I gotta introduce you to my uh, people here. I got uh, Jeff Deville here and uh, Spencer. Hey, Josh. How you doing? Good. How are y'all? Good. So, uh, dude, Josh, I was just like setting this up um, a minute ago before we called you. And I gotta tell you, man, your your dad sent me the link on SoundCloud to your podcast, uh -huh. and I was kind of riveted. It's pretty good shit, man. You guys are like your very first episode, really good. What can you, can you just you. do? You want to plug it? You want to tell us what it is? Yeah, so uh, it's called the On the Table Podcast. Um, you can type that in on SoundCloud and find it, or uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Josh P Mexon, and the link is in my bio. Nice man. Uh, the chemistry you guys had. Who's who's the guy? You, 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 you who's your co-host? What what's his name? Uh, Angel. Yeah, yeah. And then you had this dude on. Uh, what was his name on the first on the first show? Uh, well, his name's Alex, but we call him T-Mobile. You call him T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Yeah. T-Mobile yeah. is dope. You guys had like what I was really impressed by, Josh. Man, was that you guys had beats. Uh, you guys you weren't like talking over each other, and there were beats. Yeah. You know what I mean. Was that like, uh, was that planned? Did you guys talk about it going in, like how you guys wanted to approach this, re you know, recording uh, a podcast? I mean, not really. We kind of just, you know, decided on some topics. You know, we wanted to make it like enjoyable and funny and get some funny moments in. But I mean, yeah, we were pretty good about, you know, not like talking over each other. Like, it, like it was, it was pretty clear. It wasn't choppy at all. Yeah, it, it was, was kind of surprising. Josh, this is Jeff, man. I have a question for you. Is it okay? Right. Is it okay for uh, 
your co-host to eat a taco on your podcast? <laughs> like on the air? Would that be would that be would that be cool? What about uh, the producer? Because no. Spencer's eating a taco right now. That's how we roll. Man. He's eating a taco. <laughs> God damn it, Spencer! Spencer's I'm doing like, it don't, quietly. I'm doing it so quiet. Don't mind. Yeah, you're doing it quietly because I pulled down your volume, man. Yeah, well, you have, an ex- you have an expert mixer over here, man. It's uh, helping Josh, you out. What, do you guys use a, like a, a mixing board? No, we we literally just have like a, a snowball mic and we use like GarageBand. Oh, and that's it. But yeah. like like old school, man. Like you guys are like recording yeah. like they made records in the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just you might not know anything about that, but look it up on Wikipedia. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, so what's the plan for the podcast, bro? Um, okay, so we're just going to get, like, a guest a week, somebody from our school or, like, around, and, you know, just get them in, talk to them, because everybody will have, like, different topics for whoever's there. And uh, we'll basically be, like, current event stuff, sports stuff, music, you know, whatever's just going on in the world. Hey, man, can I ask you a question? Why are you copying our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I thought y'all was about New Orleans. You're copying our podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, we're copying everybody's podcast. <laughs> that's a great point, dude. Josh, that's a great point. Um, hey, man, um, look, I don't know. Are you guys going to cover politics at all on your podcast, do you think? Um, yeah, maybe a little bit. I, I don't know how, how they feel. I'm fine with it, but... Word. I mean, the the, mid, the reason I asked Josh is because uh, this is like the Monday before next Tuesday's midterms, and Jeff and Spencer and I are talking a lot about like uh, the issues that are on the ballot. Um, yeah, you, and you you can't even vote. <laughs> but you, yeah, uh, well, yeah, I can't vote. <laughs> you can make a podcast, but you can't vote. That's not right. It's not right. It's not right. It's if you can make right. a podcast, you, you should, should be able to vote, vote. dude. For real. <laughs> Podcasters should vote. That's what I'm saying. But seriously, Josh, uh, do you have any like thoughts or anything politically about what's going on in the world? Um, I would just say, like, for everybody out there, um, vote in your primary or like your uh, what's the word? Like the elections in your community, the local ones, because they're more important than just like voting for president. You know, more change is going to happen closer around you than, like, the federal government. Yeah, yeah. Good. that's good. That's good. Yeah. No, that's, that's super solid, I, I totally agree with that. And uh, we, had, we, had a, we had a guest on, and we were talking about exactly that, uh, that there's a, a proposition here in New Orleans that it was very important for people to get out and vote for. So we appreciate those words, Josh. Appreciate that, man. Uh-huh. So let's, uh, let's 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 take it down a, a notch in terms of seriousness. And uh, your Panthers are sneakily, sneakily looking good. Like they're what? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're well, sneaking. They're, they're, they're kind of sneaking because the they're Saints, sneaking. the Saints are the yeah. front runners. But your Panthers yeah. are looking like those last two games and the last three weeks of the season are going to be big against yeah, the, they're, the they're Saints. They're looking good. Yeah, the Saints. Well, the Saints are the anybody. What's that? Sorry. I, I said Cam's not overthrowing anybody. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good that you're. Ob- it's it's good that you're objectively able 
to critique the flaws of your hometown quarterback. Unlike Spencer, who is unable to say anything bad about Dak Prescott. No, I'd say he's limited with what he's got, but he really makes it work well. What do you think about that, Josh? Uh, Dak Prescott can't throw the ball more than, like, 15 yards. <laughs> ah! Ah. Spencer's <laughs> nodding. He's I shaking bet his he's head. got a higher QBR, twenty yards or more than Newton. <laughs> he just laughs. He just laughed at you, bro. Josh Spencer has said has gone to bad for your quarterback. By the way, more than once, man. I have to. I have to give it to him on that. Because I was dogging out Cam Newton for exactly the reason that you were, and Spencer was like, he won the MVP, and Breeze has never won the MVP. And, uh, and that's how it went down, Josh. Let me ask you I a like question also. Uh, when the Panthers play the Saints, does Joel text you after a victory or a defeat? Um, only after the victories. Only after the victories, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Only after the wins. And do you... Front runner. Front runner, baby. Do you text Joel after a Carolina Panthers victory? Yeah, and he usually comes back with the, uh, we'll get him next time, or, you know. It's been a while since he retorted with one of those texts. Oh! oh. <laughs> well, it's going to be fun down the stretch. It with, is. With the it Panthers is. and the Saints, yeah. with uh, two games in the last three weeks, yeah. holding away. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's going to be sick, dude. That's right, that's going to be sick. Because the Panthers are yeah. sneakily good, and, uh... And the Saints are looking good, man. The Saints right are looking great. Yeah. Right, clearly. And the Panthers are looking good, too. Um, what about the uh, your Hornets? You following your Hornets much? Yeah, I, I like that new coach. Uh, he's playing some guys that I thought should have played. And uh, Frank Kaminsky's sitting on the bench, so that's always a good thing. Sweet. They're looking pretty good this year. I'm, but I'm fine with them, you know, just like getting another lottery pick. Or, I just wish they'd get a little bit lower if they're going to do it. Yeah, you just tank. That's what you're saying. You just gotta yeah, tank. like if you're going to tank, tank right. Don't tank, tank right. for a ninth pick. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, exactly. Tank, right. tank. Do it right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, an, you an Anthony Davis fan? Uh, yeah, I like him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you could have got, you got Gilchrist, we got Anthony Davis. That's the problem. Oh, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Hey, Josh, let me ask you something, man. Um, for our listening audience, how, how old are you? 17. You're 17. And you want to be a media professional? Is that your dad was texting me that the other day? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go to school for that kind of thing? Yeah. Do you know Tate Frazier by any chance? Um, no. Tate Frazier is a podcast producer and content developer for The Ringer. Are you familiar with The Ringer? Uh, yeah, I've heard of The Ringer. Yeah, you got to check that out, man, because that guy... Uh, the path that you want to go on, you should follow this dude's path. Uh, He's probably like 26 or something at this point. And he okay. he kind of did what you're, I think, wanting to do. You know, He figured out how to do, be yeah. a podcaster, and now he's a podcast producer, and he's crushing it, like in Los Angeles. So uh, look 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 that guy up. And, uh, All right. And then go to, if you can go to chat, where are you going to school, do you know? Um... My number one right now is Clemson, but I'm oh. I'm not really sure yet. What's your number two? What's your uh, number Charlotte. two? Charlotte. Charlotte. Gotcha. Gotcha. Charlotte. Yeah. Do both yeah. Uh, schools have good uh, communications programs? 
Yeah, Clemson has like a sports communication, so it goes directly into the sports world. Okay. And uh, yeah, in Charlotte, does too. Yeah. Nice. Well, look, man. Um, good luck with that. And uh, do you guys? And and look, come back on the podcast again, and and we will. Uh, we got a pimp your podcast out again. Please tell our listeners like what the name of it is and where they find it. All right, it's the uh, On the Table podcast. You can type that in on SoundCloud, or you can follow me on Instagram at Josh P. Megson, and the link is in the bio. See, he's on Instagram, man. He doesn't even do Facebook. Facebook is for old it's people for old like people. us. <laughs> exactly. Look, I got I got one more question for you, Josh. When I was okay. 16, man, like the day I turned 16, you had to get your license uh, and drive. Yeah. What about you? I, uh, yeah, I got mine like two weeks after I turned 16. Good. Good on you. You know what? Steve, yeah, Mac- Steve, Steve Maxon did a nice job fathering, yeah. <laughs> parenting. Is all I'm gonna say, because a lot of kids these days just like they blow it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, I think that. Well, let me ask you a question of that because I know we were kind of signing off, but I'll just <laughs> ask you this: Are ideas like ride sharing and stuff like that becoming a real thing amongst people your age? That like maybe I won't own a car, maybe I'll just do ride share. I mean, like, I, like. You mean like people like giving rides to each other? No, no, or no. Or like app stuff, like app stuff, app, app stuff. Okay, so 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 like, like Zipcar, you know, or, and we don't, yeah, we don't have like a Lyft or an Uber. So oh, you if see, you're gonna get North Carolina, you gotta right. get a ride or drive. Yep, yep, yep. Y'all gotta, uh, y'all gotta Char- pull. Charlotte's a car culture. We gotta pull it together in the South, man. We we just do. <laughs> we just do. all right. We do, man. We gotta do some yeah. catching up, man, to to these other states, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, for Josh, sure. Josh, let me ask you, man. Do you think you're gonna uh, are you gonna live in Charlotte your whole life? You think you're gonna try some other place? Out? Uh, probably not. I'll probably move away. I don't know where to, but I'll probably move away. Yeah, yeah. Any any ideas like in the country, out the country? Any any thoughts? Um, in, in the country, I went to Italy last spring, and uh, nice. I don't really want to leave the U.S. for a while after that. <laughs> you had a bad experience in Italy. I mean, it, it wasn't a bad experience, but uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't miss it. I mean, most people are like, I went to Italy and I never want to come back. Because I drank some wine and ate some pasta. But you're like, you're like, no way, man. North Carolina, I'm coming <laughs> home. Too many dangos. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm cool with the U.S. You're cool with it. Um, so uh, let me ask you a question, man. You think Clemson could take out LSU? Do what? Could Clemson beat LSU? Yes. Clemson can beat everybody except maybe Alabama. Really? What you if really? LSU beats Alabama this week? Well, I'm going to be happy because I think we're, we'll probably move at number one. Yeah. No, I think you will. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, number, yeah. you're number two right now. Yeah. But it depends. Who, who are you guys playing this week? Who's Clemson playing? You're a Clemson fan, I, can, I take it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I, usually, I usually just check on Saturday. Hold on, hold on, man, hold on, hold on. on. uh, You're going into sports media and you don't know who they're playing this week? Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man, that's not going to cut it. I'm going to do you a favor. We're going to edit that out of the podcast for you, all right? Well, we're not going to do that, Josh, but I I will tell you this, man. If you and uh, Angel ever want to call me up uh, on your podcast and give me shit relentlessly, you can. (laughs) All right, all right. 
and and, and yeah. you can add my name to that list as well, Josh. And listen, man, I want right. to I want to ask you one last question here. I want I want you to commit to something with me. Will you do it? Um, yeah. Okay. You said yes before I even proposed it, man, which is dangerous, but that's okay. Uh, here's right, the thing. Good. I want you to commit to the to the fact that win, lose, or draw. We're gonna have another. We're gonna have you on the podcast again. We're gonna call you uh, after the first Saints Panthers game. Oh right. Okay. Does good. that sound good? Deal. All right. We're yeah. gonna make it a date. Okay. We're gonna make it a date. All we're right. gonna do it. And look, okay. uh, folks, uh, on the table podcast SoundCloud. Check it out. Josh, Angel, and friends. And Josh, thank you so much for taking our call, buddy. Josh, what are you doing, man? You there? You there? Uh, I think we lost Josh. Oh, well, damn it. It's good timing to live. We All had right, to well, lose Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. I guess we lost Josh. <laughs> anyway, folks, Josh, you got the information. And uh, sorry we lost you there, buddy. But uh, Joel will text you and, uh, you know, we'll follow up with you on yeah. that as well. Um, that was a lot of fun, man. I, 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 was, I was dubious at first. But, you were so dubious. But, you know, like so many things on the It's a Good Life Babe podcast, Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans and Spencer, we do something that's just completely off the rails a little i mean it's not really off the rails but you know we take a 90 degree turn we go down some alley that nobody's expecting and we have a good time with it uh by talking to somebody that uh, joel knows and nobody else knows who's way over in north carolina <laughs> it's the beauty of modern technology it really is and and also 17 year old kid doing a podcast dude i gotta tell you on something on. man like if you listen to the audio fidelity of our podcast and you're like we're we're really you know it sounds pretty good you guys are doing a pretty good job. Everything's audible and legible in terms, of, you know, we can understand what you're saying. And that just holding up a stick microphone to a <laughs> to a speaker on one of the on one on your smartphone is like it works really well. It does. It and punches through like like better than I so ever possibly could have imagined it. It's something about how it channels that audio like in a very very small area totally and uh and I, I don't know if you're aware of this or not joel but like in professional circles like it works as well as stuff that you had to buy a few years ago um for if you're working like in television that costs thousands so much money. and thousands of dollars sure man. what we're doing yeah, yeah, yeah and it's ridiculous right. now what we're so doing. we just put a microphone next to the speaker you know but and, and also it's like yeah Exactly. It's it's so much fun, and and the fact that there's like a 17 year old kid doing a podcast is cool. Yeah, and they have a exactly. vision for the thing, and and well, I appreciate the the, the gung ho and nature of it that he's like he wants to get into media, right? And he's doing about like what else would you do if, if you, you want to get into media? It's like do a podcast, start recording, right? start, start recording, producing. start producing some stuff, just do it exactly, and, and just then, do it. And then you have a proof of concept, and then you can that's right start interning and all that shit. That's right. Yeah. So, so on our website also, and uh, also we're gonna look him up on Instagram. We're gonna get our Instagram thing going. Yeah, right. We're gonna get. Mike, we might have Josh as link. our intern. We're gonna. Yeah, Josh can help us out with that. Why don't maybe. we do that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's we'll see if Josh. Yeah, wants to intern on yeah, the It's yeah, a Good yeah. Life Babe Why podcast. Not? Because he's got his own podcast. He could be our Tate Frazier. That he's not an intern for. He could be our Tate Frazier. <laughs> and that we just admitted is functionally the same as his podcast. <laughs> <It's ours. laughs> exactly. We gave up our leverage. It's not like he's going to listen. <laughs> or his dad. Oh, uh, that's funny, man. All right, so do we want to shift back? Nice, that was a nice break from the, you know, it was a nice. The heaviness. To have levity yeah. in the middle of this heavy podcast about 
us washing. We just basically are trying to do a Silkwood shower from our last guests. Look, all I want to say is this, is that I, I know that people stayed home in 2016. I don't care what my Super Bernie friends say about their excuses and their fantasies that it didn't happen. Right. I've seen all the reports and the data that I need to see right. in order to prove that some 3 to 4% of the Obama coalition stayed home and didn't sure. vote and didn't turn out. You know, And those people were hardcore Bernie Sanders supporters for the most part. Yep. Um, so that's just a fact, and it happened. And you know, let's move on from that. I know that they can't accept that, whatever. But I know this also, that even stretching back to the primaries... Um, and just to correct uh, Josh a little bit, like we're beyond the primaries at this point. We right. have general elections coming up. Sure. Um, so for the, those of you who might be a year older than Josh and who are like proud to go and vote, just understand that uh, that's where we're at right now. After this election, you get your winner. That's what happens. So you need to turn out um, if you're a Democrat. If you're a Republican, stay home and just continue to watch Fox. If you're a Republican, what vote? What election? It's on the seventh. Yeah, what? No, there's no election. Yeah, there's no. Election. It's on the seventh. Yeah, yeah, it's on the seventh. It's on the seventh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, for all of that's our Republican that's listeners, Spencer's greatest contribution. That's great. <laughs> for all our like a November seventh shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Democrats like, vote on the sixth, and Republicans vote on the seventh. Everyone votes that. Well, everybody what knows what that. We had like a November seventh like voting bumper sticker, and we just like distributed it in all the red states. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what we should do. Week out for crying out, Spencer. We need, damn, we, we need, need the best ideas. of your ideas three months ago, so that we can execute. God, I wasn't here. You're only on the podcast like <laughs> once every four times. Now, <laughs> Spencer, how you doing, man? Uh, I've been so goddamn busy. Well, really? that's good, What's isn't it? On? Oh well, I had to quit the other job. So I'm down to one again. Okay. What and, other uh, job? What do you mean? Well, I had two jobs. I had the one at Wands, the one at the distillery, and I quit the distillery because they kept fucking up my schedule. And Which I distillery? The one it. on uh, Claiborne? St. Charles. Lula. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. They weren't managed too great. Lula Distillery. So ah, I quit. Okay. Yeah, Lula all right. Distillery. All right. <laughs> well, um, there's so, a, there's uh, a sponsor, that, I did, a sponsor uh, we can write off. <laughs> I did um, <laughs> uh, did voodoo for yesterday and Saturday night. Uh-huh. That was good. Arctic was Monkeys it? were great. Modest Mouse fucking killed it. I like um, Modest yeah. Mouse killed it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, no, they really switched their things up from the recorded version, which is nice. That's always something you kind of enjoy when it's live. You work at Wands now, so there's no ramifications uh, in terms of you talking openly about drugs anymore. So did you do any? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> so much so that I forgot to eat anything Saturday. <laughs> and then I grinded my teeth so much Dude, that I when was I ate say, Sunday. I, it looks like you lost a little bit of weight. <laughs> that when I ate, like when I finally time. ate on Sunday, like it was the most painful goddamn meal of my life because I had grinded my teeth so much <laughs> the previous God. 48 hours. I think that gives us a clue as to what you might have been. Like, you know what's doing. you know what's really funny about this mm. is that like people who have never listened to podcasts will because they're like Josh's grandma might listen because Josh was on a podcast and I'm best friends with his father from growing up, so Josh's grandmother Kathy might be like I might tune in and then she's gonna get to hear about uh, Spencer's 
drug debacle. It's great. I love no, it. No, they're going to love it. And I support, also, it. I, was, uh, I support it completely. I was dressed as the Wicked Witch of the and West. And our guest from the... Uh, from the uh, you, okay, we're going to get to that in a second. And our guest from the House of Many Women, mother. Judy. Judy yeah. Mink. Judy Mink. Exactly. Uh, Judy Spencer, Mink was terrific, Spencer, folks. you were if sorely you, missed. The House of Many oh Women. Oh, my God, Dini. They are so hot for you. Dini is so hot for you, dude. I'm a cute guy. Shout out to Dini, but man, she is like Dini all is about like Spencer. all about the Spence. It's all about the Spence, dude. I was Just working saying, that man. night. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Shout out, Dini. Yeah, you gotta watch. You gotta watch That's out sorry. for that. Yeah. See, folks, I just want to point out that one of the things that we need, oh, it's a good life, babe. Jeff and Joel sales from New Orleans is articulating arms for our microphones That's so right. that they don't rub against things and make all kinds of noise and stuff so that we can bump up our production level a little bit more. So if you want to sponsor if you wanna if you want to consider this also to be our fall fun drive, ah. uh, that you can sponsor us and get in touch with us online. Fall fun drive and, everybody. You know, send us a little bit of money and we'll give you a shout out. I mean all we really want to do seriously we I want mean, three articulating we don't even, arms. We just want it's three want. articulating it's arms. All we want. Maybe two we'll, new maybe headphones. Two, may, new headphones. two new headphones and we might we might get a microphone or two if we can even afford that. But we don't actually need the microphones right now. So if we can raise we just a thousand need, bucks. Yeah. What what's the number? Yeah, like a thousand bucks 15? we would we would kill it. With a thousand we would kill. And if folks. we can raise fifteen hundred, we can cover my rent too for a month. We're not gonna do that, but Touché. if we can get that fifteen hundred dollars for the studio. <laughs> yeah. Because we're all full grown men here. Yeah. And yeah. we pay for our rent. But we could use some help with the you know, the gestating arms. Look, we, we, we yeah, exactly. And then like like for instance when we had three guests on for the house of many women, it, it just It was tough. You know, the thing is is it that was when, really tough. when the microphone is on an articulating arm, it makes people focus on the microphone and lean in so that you get the audio that you want. That's right. You know, and, and we'd like to have uniform microphones like right now we're using two different kinds. Well, I don't have to get too technical, but look, we just need to go up like one other level. One notch. One notch, it's one you know. Notch. And and it's, the, it's a good notches. it's a good life babe podcast is gonna be that much better. I mean for crying out loud, we already bring you the echo the echo spooky scary. Is there anyone we can talk I'm sorry? Can we talk out anyone? I think we've done a fair amount of dogging out. I think we've dogged out quite a bit tonight. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of been the thing. Can we shout out then? <laughs> Look, I just want to—I want to wrap up what we were talking yes. about earlier, man. Yeah. I know that's heavy, but I just want to say this. Look, I know that um, all those people that I was talking about, uh, those burners are scared shitless now uh, because uh, whether or not they see the error of their ways, they're still scared shitless, as everybody would be by this disaster that we've seen unfold, not only in the United States but now it seems to be creeping around a little bit, uh, you know, worldwide. Sure. And uh, and it's imperative that we stop these lunatics, man, because they're off the rails, and the Republican Party has become essentially a, a terrorist uh, party, and they're 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 doing nothing to oppose the language of terrorism. And so when uh, well, yeah, when it looks like it's spread to Brazil. They have people who actually. I mean, the thing is, is that people believe messages like there's an immigrant caravan that's coming to the United States. Which is just the biggest bunch of bullshit that I've ever heard in my There may be yeah. an immigrant caravan, but the idea that it poses any kind of threat to the United States is the most ridiculous. And st- I mean, you have to be an idiot 
I'm to glad, believe that, but Trump supporters yeah. are idiots. And I'm glad that you, you know, so. I'm glad that you are driving this stake home because we have to fight. We just have to fight. Yeah, and I that, mean. I mean, look, and the best way you can do that is at the ballot box. Uh, Whatever you're hearing, you got to go and vote, no matter what. Just got to go and vote. If you're on the left, you just have to fucking go. And 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 look, this isn't. Yeah, we're 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 at a place. Uh oh. Airplane mode, and yeah, we're good. We're at a place where. We're clearly, Sorry, I had a little technical. This is what I'm talking about, folks. We had if a I had some Velcro, that wouldn't have happened. That's right. You know what I mean? I have some but, Velcro, I mean, we, we could we could drill down into like the politics of the day for hours and hours, but instead of doing that, I just the, the point that I would like to make is that um, you know, the United States of America is <laughs> in the history in the context of human of of civilization is 275 whatever it is it's like very very short amount of time and 225 years is that where we're at uh we're a little under 250 250 thank you yeah and we're We're kind of at a crisis point right now you know like and and it's time to see if our constitution and our idea of democracy holds up against evil it's a fight it's not time to be meek. It's time to fucking fight. Yeah. Don't you think? I do. And and it's time to be also relentlessly pragmatic about that Thank fight. Thank you. And not to be dreamy-eyed our about... Little, our progressives' friends uh, yeah. need to fucking come back to the Look, I have no problem if you live on either coast in a large city. If you live in Philly, New York, Washington, D.C., San Fran, L.A., Maybe even uh, uh, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington. I could rattle off a bunch of names of progressive-minded cities on the on the coast. If you're hyped about the idea of progressives winning in already Democratic districts against people that you that that idiotic derogatory term that our Bernie friends uh, came up with called corporate Democrats like let's invent a pejorative for people who are largely on our side which is like the dumbest thing anybody could possibly do I could call you Bernie idiots you know but I don't go around doing that you know and I'm not even a corporate Democrat I'm to the left of most of the Bernie people I know because they don't even really understand most of them uh, the positions that they take, we a lot be, of them. We should be advocating. I, for, if I could say should, that, we should be advocating for one another. But I just, but I just, we should be advocating for one another. But my point is this: is that if you, if you want to get optimistic about an election that's taking place in one of those districts that no Republican is ever going to win, and that that's where uh, a wave of progressivism is going to latch on and take hold, similar to Ocasio Cortez, then I say that's fine. Okay, but right. at this point, all of the primaries have been settled. You have a fucking obligation to yourself, your family, and everyone you know and love to oppose this fucking fascistic agenda that is going on on the right wing. Future and unborn this, this humans pathetic that's going to come display from your sperm. of horrid behavior that is happening from these scared, you have an racist white people. Right. You have an obligation to vote against it. And even if your candidate represents somebody who has a lot of warts and maybe isn't everything that you love and maybe is a lot of things that you don't love, then what you need to do is vote for that person and still be in there on the grassroots That's and right. be in touch with that person afterward right. to make your progressive Call views their known. Office, but email don't them. do something that stands in the way of that person winning. 
that don't, election. Right. Don't, Just um, fucking show up and vote. Let's uh, let's let's be done with fascism. Yeah, let's get rid of this guy. Let's let's, just, let's have the nine thousand investigations let's that need to happen. It. Let's, let's put the done. Trump family in jail. Let's oh. have the indictments. Let's get let's roll this Lock guy him up. And Lock yeah, him let's up. Let's get rid of him. He is a criminal. You know, so we need to get rid of Donald Trump. We need to get rid of Donald Trump's family. And we need to do everything that we can in order to stop this slime ball regime. That has taken over, and these uh, these pathetic uh, Republicans who are his. And I'll still be I'll still be friends with those assholes on the left that feel like that conclusion that you just said was because they are victorious because they did the right thing. Look, it's a it's a cult. It's a a portion of the Bernie Sanders thing is a cult. Do the right thing. Like like go to go to fucking you know any cult in the world and like kick in the door and just start trying to talk reasonable right. arguments to somebody in a cult man you can't do that man right you just can't so i you know i say to those people let them you, you want your crazy wacko opinions you know i my, my suggestion to them is this serious i'm serious when i say this go to a democratic meeting with all your conspiracy theories and see what happens totally that's my that so, is my challenge to you totally. is to go and walk in and start lobbing fucking hand grenades in the middle of the meeting and talking about the Democratic National Committee, the most toothless organization in the history of party politics, and start telling everybody that they are essentially the, the Illuminati DNC. of yeah. the left and that Fuck. they control everything. Like I I I'm mad. I want you to feel the shame that comes as a backlash Shame. from people who have spent years and years working. Shame on you. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I'd like you to go meet those people. Yeah. Because I'd like you to be shamed. I'd like you to feel that shame. And then I'd like you to moderate your position and to understand that there have been people that have been working really hard for a long time to essentially push forward views that you already believe in you know and to your point joel we'd have a 6-3 at a minimum right now we would have a 6-3 supreme court um, where all of these things that we're talking about would not be in jeopardy that's right if the three percent of bernie uh bros who stayed home and cried would have just turned out and done their duty uh to god and country and so look everyone knows that high voter turnout is good uh, high voter turnout is for good for Democrats and, for progressivism. Yeah. And let's let's make it happen. I mean, let's. You know why high yeah. voter, voter turnout is good? Because this country the is the majority, majority progressive. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but women, the way that women, people of color, uh, because of gerrymandering and the Senate and th- and also things like the Electoral College and a few other things. Well, that there's a cons- lot of voter registration laws that are fucking. Bad and the voter it. registration totally. laws right now, exactly. And, can- and campaign financing laws are like. I, and campaign, all right, right. There's about five different major things that have to be addressed in order to right this ship and let the majority rule. Because I'm telling you right now, I've said this, and I know nobody echoes this in mainstream media because nobody wants to talk about it. This country, literally in its history, shares more in common with two other nations than it does with any of the other countries that they try to say that we espouse or that we're tied in with England and the fucking Magna Carta and all that. It's bullshit. Our history is much more linked to Australia and South Africa than it is to any other countries in the world. Sure. We look more like those countries 
than uh, I mean Australia is a little bit different, but but actually kind of the same because they have this white majority. Did they ever have, have a minority? I don't. Yes, probably, but I don't. I'm not sure how. I don't know the whole history. But this is what I can say. It's more about South Africa. That what the Republican Party wants to do is that they want to stem the tide as they go into their deaths. Keep in mind that Mitch McConnell is 76 years old. He's going to be dead in a few years. Um, almost all of the Republican Party that's in charge, Orrin Hatch is like 97. He's going to die in like four days, right? These are people, all of them are going to be dead within like 10 years. That's right. Okay? And here's my point. They're generationally trying to set up something after their... I mean, it's not like I'm saying anything that anybody hasn't heard. But they're generally generationally trying to set up minority rule. Totally. For minority white, white supremacy rule that's exactly, for the United States that's exactly what going forward because they can see the inevitability of the demographic changes right. that are happening in the United right. States. And they are trying to set it up so that what we become is something that looks like South Africa... In the 1980s and 1970s, going forward, that's where they want to push the United States. That's their agenda. That's it. Apartheid South Africa is where the Republicans want to be. Clearly, that's it. And I don't. I would like to see people start framing it that way because nobody wants to hear that. But it's true. But that is true. That's where they want to be. Unfortunately, too many people don't even know the context of what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, some time has passed, right? But anyway, man, uh, shit. We got to get out and vote. That's right. So go and vote. Don't don't sit up. Look, if you're a Republican, I don't even... Uh, November 7th is your date. If you're a Republican, and even on that day, just stay home and watch Fox News. You it's going to be better than trying to go vote on November 7th. You know what? It's going to be so crowded. I don't know if you Republicans know this or not. You'll never make it in there. They, they already have New World Order chip voting implanted in the back of your head. Oh, right. So they already know what your vote Folks, is, and you don't you even have to register News, or go anywhere. If you watch they just Fox scan News, you when you leave your house. It's like uh, the movie Idiocracy, when the guy watches yeah. TV and he's pooping at the same time and baiting, eating taffy. Baiting. He's baiting. He's baiting. He's yeah. baiting. Yeah. He's baiting and voting. Yeah. He's baiting voting. Yeah. <laughs> and doppelbaiting voting. And doppelbaiting voting. <laughs> Doppelbait and vote. Doppelbait TBV. TBV. That's pretty good. So, Republicans, just remember to doppelbait Double and vote. Doppelbait and vote. Eat some bacon. I don't care. Yeah, just just sit there and watch Eat TV. Eat some candy man, bacon you know, watch, covered with chocolate. Watch fucking soap operas, man, or whatever, or Fox News, whatever it is. Get angry about the left. But whatever you do, just forget just, to vote. Just poop And if you do just vote, remember that Republicans vote on November 7th. That's right. Okay. It's so I think it's a good way to take it out. I mean, I think that's a great message for America, exactly. to be honest with you, and especially for people in New Orleans. Also, I want to say this. Uh, don't vote for Jared Brissett for clerk of court. Vote for somebody else. And also on proposition. Look, I'm just going to say it, man. Say it. I just, say it. I... Well, look. Uh, it's I, kind of twisted. I'm going to go to a whole. All right, here's a, here's a prediction. Here's a prediction. Please. One is this: is that uh, Jason Williams? It's not even a prediction because he announced it. I predicted it before he announced it, like three days before he announced that it. That Jason Williams is going to run for Jason mayor? Williams is going to run for DA. DA. And he oh, threw right. his he threw his hat in the ring, right? right so, right. so ladies and gentlemen, Jason Williams is going to be the next DA of the city of New Orleans, which is wildly and awesome. Finally, finally, the horrid horror show. That has been Leon Cannizzaro for the last 12 fucking years 
uh, which has been unbelievable. The DA term is six years, which is something that needs to change as well. When you told me that, and I was just, I just high fived. It's just, that was like the biggest. I mean, I mean, seriously, like, and and there are a lot of people who are like, oh, Jason Williams is just another, you know, bought and sold corporate Democrat Bullshit. from New Orleans. I'm like, Bullshit. look, J- Jason Williams will talk about criminal justice reform until your ear falls off if you give him a chance to, and that is more that can than can be said for the white Catholic school graduate uh, that has uh, been occupying. The, uh, that that I am very much against my own people. By the way, if anybody has uh, hasn't caught on to picked the spread, on man, yeah, all right, exactly. You know where I came from. I don't think that anybody from that background has any business You're doing any. You're not going to go to the classroom reunion anytime soon. I've never been to a classroom reunion. Yeah. I won't go to any. Of it. And 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 I can tell you that nobody from that background um, who went to like these mostly white all-male Catholic high schools in the city of New Orleans has any business whatsoever being in governance in this city. That's, that's just my feeling about it because the, the resume and track record of Catholic institutions at this point is just horrifically bad. And essentially the, the Catholic Church is a, a criminal uh, sex rape cartel at this point. And, uh, and I just don't think that they have any business because there's just so much prejudice and hatred that gets taught in those schools and those people take it to their adulthood and they take it seriously and I mean I've been on Facebook and there's been these people who I graduated high school with who've been coming on and like I mean I can point out a host uh, just a glut of people who I graduated with from that high school who uh, have those kinds of beliefs you know it all took root in high school and uh, so there's a reason for it. Don't vote for candidates like that. Get rid of people like that. They're scum. Don't listen to people who are talking. We, we understand that politicians are flawed, but at least they're talking about progressivism like criminal justice reform. He's going to throw his hat in the ring. Be on the right side of history. And, and the next thing, Be that, on the right side of next history. thing that's going to happen is this, is that Brissett, who was like the most mysterious city council person in the history of all city council Miltist. people, who doesn't really, I, no one understands how he got elected or what exactly he's done. He's running for clerk of one of the courts i'm not even sure which one but i suspect god knows how he got all of that money he raised the second million the second most amount of money in the in campaign for a city council seat when nobody even really understands what jared brissett has done there's no way that that's like some clean kind of thing oh it's not clean he's taking a hat if he went if he gets this new position he's making half the money so uh, i'm just saying for salary wise. If you're on Facebook, you've seen the Jared Brissett ads. Don't vote for that guy. Don't vote, vote for, for Jared Brissett. Look, yeah, that's a tough vote one. For vote me. for the woman. Vote for that's the woman. Just tough, vote for the woman. That's a tough one because if you're voting for Jared Brissett, you're voting for the New Orleans political machine that is not doing anyone any favors except well, for a very few. Well, and let me just say this that, and, and, and I'm going to go against that a little bit because. Please. I mean, uh, you know, our, our one of our recent guests uh, was talking about JP Morrell. And J.P. Morrell is going to be the guy. He comes from that establishment. That's what but, I'm saying. But from but what, still I, like it. what I have understood, still what like I understand it. about him is that he does—he is the guy that is responsible for putting uh, the amendment, uh, the the non-unanimous jury, let's get rid of it. Totally, amendment. man. And just number two, you, just because you, uh, you know, and he yeah. comes from that background. Just because you come from the background doesn't mean you're a bad person. So his I mother, his mother was on the city council. People might remember yeah, her, yeah, Cynthia yeah. Hedge Morrell. That's right. And his father is also clerk of court of one of the courts. I think. Anyway, um, but he's running. Uh, he is going to be the District D council person. I don't think anybody's even going to run against him, to be honest with you, unless it's you, Joel. And uh, and 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 he's going to win. And and so and then he's going to run for mayor. 
Yeah. And he's gonna, he's going to beat Helena Moreno on the tail. Oh, for sure. Of of this thing getting passed. That's right. But that's only going to happen, folks. If you vote. If you vote. Between we, now and Tuesday and, and on yes on two. And vote yes on two. That's right. And and to our good new podcasting friends point. Let's beat that, Oregon. That those local items are seriously important. Yep. And and this is the most important. Shout out to Josh. Shout out to Josh. This is the most important out of them. There's only two states in the United States that have non-unanimous conviction juries and felonies, and that's uh, that Oregon. is and non-capital cases actually is what this pertains to. Right. And that is Oregon and the state of Louisiana. It is constitutionally, it's an anathema to the Constitution of the United States. It's ridiculous that it's been allowed to stand for as long as it has. You have uh, uh, Republican politicians in the state of Louisiana who've blithely dismissed it as it is what it, it is because it was it, it while acknowledging simultaneously that it's a vestige of slavery and saying it is what it is, which is patently the most insensitive, ridiculous. Uh, outrageous kind of comment that anybody could possibly make and that comment that that guy made by the way is what got both parties on board with putting this on as a ballot measure you know because actually one of the Republican colleagues of his who was an ex-prosecutor stepped forward and said I am not proud of the fact that I use this in order to put people in jail and I can and I can and that he vouched for the fact that it's unfair it's not the right thing to do and what we should have is a fair process so that people get a fair shake and that is one of the main reasons why we are shamefully the most incarcerated state in the world even even though people say maybe we're not now maybe alabama is but the jury is still out on that as well we'll see what happens with let's not have it be a 10 man uh, alabama lsu on saturday we'll see yeah that's it yeah that's right go tigers that'll that'll solve everything okay so vote yes to proposition two if you're against that you vote on november 7th yeah, right. So <laughs> right, I'm riding that joke all the way, Spencer. Thank you. All right. I mean, I'm like I'm, I'm oh, like Mencia over here, man. I'm just <laughs> lifting material <laughs> from our producer. Well, that's what the producer's there for, right? That's what he's there for. He's whispering. He's a producer whisperer. Yeah, you're supposed to bring ideas to the show. Right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, folks, it's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. I think we beat on the dead horse line. Fucking right. Get out the there. Horse. Okay, we're going to oh. go out. Happy Halloween, by the way. We didn't really talk about Halloween that much, but look. It's one of those big holidays. It's more Everybody's going, you know. It, it it's more really the big weekend for Halloween just kind of passed That's anyway. Um, yeah, but I love Halloween. You love Halloween. I love Halloween. Yeah, spooky, scary. Tell, tell us more. Well, uh, I'm a little upset. I'm too old to go get candy anymore, so uh, might just have to find some kids and take theirs. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs>